Welcome back to Montante's World, episode 118. I think I could be a little delayed here. I might have jumped the gun there, but I'm joined by Danny from Borico. We just did 90 minutes of the minis. So I'm actually curious. Like I said, I'm kind of in a weird spot where uh, boozing all day, have some Adderall in the system, and uh, I find it amusing to hear you talk about nothing. So I was like, hey, let's do another 90 minutes, not realizing that you'd actually take me up on it, but I'm glad you did. And I'm, I'm kind of so shot out mentally right now, uh, more so than normal, that I said this is going to be the first ever Danny's World. I'm going to bring no topics, no notes, uh, whatever you want to go. You're going to dictate the show. So if it stinks, great. If it's good, great. No pressure on me. All right. Well, uh, you heard the man. Welcome to episode number one of Danny's World. Mm-hmm. I'm joined by my friend Michael Montante. He uh, bops the bologna five times a day, has more hair in his back Correct. than that gorilla that gets stolen from the zoo in Dallas. Uh, and he's going to name his first son Tito. So uh, good to have you on, Mike. How are you doing today? Is this is that what you prepared? That was your opening monologue? Well, I had 10 minutes. What'd you what'd you think? Yeah, not bad. I mean, I've heard a lot uh, you know, worse from you. So that, that wasn't bad, but uh, I'm I'm curious to see. We're gonna we're gonna direct this this uh this puppy. All right. Well, if I'm driving the show, fucking let me talk. Uh so first up, <laughs> uh let, let's hear from our sponsors. First up, we have uh Party City. We sell balloons you'll never want to shoot down. Uh, and then also, oh they their they their pillow. Are you sick of racist pillows that don't respect your pronouns? Try they their pillow. Oh God! They say no 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 two snowflakes are identical, so you want one that conforms to your uh, oh. to your sensitivities and trigger points. And it's a soft landing place for any snowflakes head. Uh, so speaking of Mike uh, snowflakes, how about the weather? This is my fault. This this is this is on me. Uh, full accountability. I'm a man here. Uh, this 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 one's on me. Uh no, this is good. I feel like I'm watching SNL. You know, this is this is good. Weather's well. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, good. It's pretty cool. I got 13 degrees up here in Bill Rickham, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, how's it looking down there on Seaside? Oh, I'm not in Seaside. No, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. You're 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 freaking me out. I'm actually curious. Do me a favor. So you mentioned before you actually had your your pipes burst. Yeah, that's actually a true story, and thanks for bringing that up, Mike. I appreciate you asking. A great transition. You're obviously a professional. Yep. Uh, yeah, I had uh, so basically, I've got a, a brand new bathroom, and so this is the the really boring part. You asked for this, um, so we got a new bathroom put in a couple of years ago because my my house was built in 1756, much like most of my mm. uh, content. And so mm-hmm. basically, there's a void under my downstairs bathroom where everything tends to freeze. Uh, so the toilet stopped working, the sink stopped working, the washing machine totally seized up. Uh, and then we have a dishwasher that runs off a se- separate copper pipe. Uh, and for those of you plumbers out there, you, you'll understand how to properly do this, which the previous owner, also named Sullivan, no relation, complete asshole, he didn't mm-hmm. do this. Basically, the copper pipe runs along this stone foundation. Uh, so if it's cold enough out, the whole pipe freezes up and nothing works. So uh, we had the issue with the bathroom. Luckily, that all thought out. Everything was good to go. Uh, the dishwasher was still having an issue, though. And then all of a sudden, uh, it, I just figured, all right, leave it alone. Wait till it warms up. It's supposed to hit mid forties tomorrow. I'm talking to my parents on the phone, chopping up bok choy, getting ready for my uh, stir fry tonight. All of a sudden, I hear a trickle, and I, you know, so I check my depends. I'm dry, I'm good to go. Look yeah. down though, and there's basically a waterfall coming out of my dishwasher. So basically, the line thawed out enough for the water to come in, yeah. but the drain is still frozen, so there's nowhere for the water to go. So we just had, you know, basically turned into a cascade. You know, it looked like the wet bandits out of home, home alone. So, so it could be worse though. I thought, I thought maybe it was coming through the sheetrock up top. You'd be in serious trouble. But if it's just, if it's just coming out there, I think you kind of. You, you kind of lucked out a little bit. We'll be okay. And that's actually, you know, uh, this it must be your feminine side coming out. Cause that's the same thing my wife said. She said it could have been worse. And I said, 
I agree, honey. Uh, you could have married Montante. That's that's this this is this is true. This is true. So where are we going next? Where are we going next, Daniel? I'm uh, I'm on board. <clears throat> All right. So you know, obviously, we got to talk a little bit about the balloon here. You know, I'm just I'm really proud of President Biden the fact that he took the initiative. You know, called for the this. shooting down of the balloon. Uh, wanted to wait till it was over the water so that no one got hurt uh, from a balloon falling out of the sky. I thought that was really conscientious of the people of Montana and Kansas. So just great leadership by the president. Uh, you know, if only Mark Milley could have uh, maybe overrided him on the whole Afghanistan thing, you know, to wait till, uh, you know, to wait to shoot it down over the water. That would have been nice. But in this case, I thought it was great leadership, great decision making. Just, you know, uh, one of the best presidents ever, obviously, no question. So this, this is what you're doing. We're doing satire, Daniel. Is that is that how you're going to approach this? So what's uh, what are your thoughts there, Mike? I mean, the the whole thing's a joke. I, mean, I tweeted it out. I mean, he, he he's doing the tough guy act. All the puppets on on Twitter, Brooklyn Dad, Defiant, and all the other morons, are like, oh, he shot it down. What are you? What are you? You know, uh, MAGA people are gonna say now? I mean, it's just he just did it to save face. Um, they they completed the mission, then he shot it down. And I mean, who knows? I, I've seen people saying that he shot it down over deep water on purpose, so we're not gonna recover too much. I don't literally look too, into that too much. I just think that he just it's just, it's so it's such a pathetic look and China's pretending to be outraged. But when China said went out of the way and they said, hey, listen, by the way, which is complete bullshit what they said. Uh, it's actually a civilian owned thing that has nothing to do with us. Once they said that, they gave you the green light to shoot the motherfucker down. They're 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 wiping their hands clean, that's nothing to do with us. By the way, even if they said that is ours, okay. Well, it's over fucking Montana. Okay, you're not in Beijing. Shoot the thing down. They can't bitch and moan about anything, but they're playing the part, they're pretending to be upset about it. And, uh, you know, Biden's pretending to be tough. You know, oh, I said to shoot it down Wednesday. It's, it's all fucking, it's all charades. It's all a joke. All right. Well, you're obviously not going to let me keep up the bet. So I guess I'll have to give my honest opinion here. Thank God. I, no, I, I do agree. This this whole thing was just kind of a clown show. I mean, you start have, you start getting this, you know, these unidentified, unidentified flying objects coming over from China, you know, and they're using this whole excuse that, oh, you know, it's the weather. It was beyond our control, all this kind of thing, you know, you know, I, I thought your buddy Jerry there, you know, on the, the show that you so beautifully right. produced this week brought up a great point. He's like, it's over mm -hmm. fucking Montana. It's the what's third largest state and area. I mean, look, that was the place to do it. You know, it's basically yeah. it's actually probably safer than shooting it down over the ocean. You're going to be able yep. to recover it unless it goes in some means. Let's, let's figure out what's going on, because uh, it's it's actually the probably it's the least dangerous item that, you know, it's not a plane. There's nobody on it. It's completely unmanned. You know, it's not even a real piece of equipment. It's a fucking balloon with some, you know, I guess pretty powerful cameras that could basically see a, uh -huh. you know, could zoom in on a scorpion from 60,000 feet in the air. So there's some real, some real issues there. I, look, and if Biden's telling the truth, and he may very well be in this case, in all seriousness, that, you know, he did say to or shoot it down on Wednesday, but. Then it gets shot down been, on Wednesday. That means you're, you're fucking leader. Then it gets shot down on Wednesday. Well, what I did, and here's, here's what's telling Mike. He said that Millie, or he didn't say this. He he said something about. I actually watched his press conference. He said something about. Well, the leadership decided that you know we should do it do it elsewhere. Mm. Everything I read, including CNN, MSNBC, the left you know left leaning you know media side, yeah. even said that Millie overrode him. Last I checked, the president is the highest ranking yeah military officer. He's in charge of the entire military. Mark Milley's four star general. You know, love him or hate him, he's pretty powerful. But there's somebody that does outrank him, and that's called the president of the United States. Yeah. So. You don't override like I don't override my boss. I can disagree with my boss and that my, I could maybe convince my boss to, to change his or her mind. But you don't override the president. So I, this, you know, I, I just there's something about this. It, it, there's a sinking feeling, you know, with pretty much every decision that this administration has been making the last couple of years. 
And this just is one more thing in the pile where I, in and of itself, I don't think it's a huge deal, but it's part of the, the greater yeah. body of work here that is just disconcerting. So do you think China that did this kind of as a test? Like, there's no way this was actually oh, yeah. an accident. Like, what do you think the intent was when they launched this fucking sucker? They wanted to see what they'd get away with. You know? And do you think do you think it's exactly what they, what they thought would happen? Just nothing? Uh, actually, I, I bet you China thought they would never shoot it down. I think the fact that we actually did finally is probably a surprise to them, maybe. Um, but in the end, you know, it just letting it, it, it already did its duty. It did what it had yeah. to do. At that point, it's it's pointless, like outside of maybe collecting it and figuring out and looking at it. But I guarantee you our defense or hopefully our intelligence people already pretty much know what's on that balloon. I don't think they're going to learn much from it. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but the fact is that thing was going to float out to sea and it was going to end up in freaking Africa. And, you know, who knows? So, yeah, I, I don't we didn't accomplish much by shooting it down over fucking, you know, North Atlantic. We're trying to you know puff our chests out, saying, "Hey, look at us!" It's like, no, dude, it's fucking, it's pathetic, it's embarrassing. It, it is one of the more interesting stories though, of the year. Um, I think it was pretty well reported, but probably should have been you know more attention to it. That is a that is a crazy. I saw someone, I think it was Jack Pasovich. He was saying, "When was the last time that we had to use you know, um, a, you know, a, a fucking fighter jet to shoot down something over our territory?" I I legitimately can't think of anything. Some people would say nine uh, eleven, where they shot down a plane near uh near dc but you know that's all hearsay i i don't know the answer to this question i have no idea yeah pearl harbor what about pearl harbor is that the last time like we had to use like fighter jets to oh. actually like pursue over, something over our over our, our own airspace uh yeah. as far as i can remember yeah yeah i mean that that is that is actually a pretty big deal it uh, you're Huge right. I, I do actually. I think it it was relatively well reported uh, from you know all media outlets that I saw. Uh, so I, at least I give people credit there that there. I don't think I don't think anyone really pulled any punches. You know, because again, and I look at the MSNBC and CNN side of stuff just to kind of see what they're saying. And uh, you know, they they definitely took the president's side and that okay, you know, he had to make this decision. He couldn't hurt anybody on the ground. But I think even you know if they were being honest and they took the truth serum that. You know, they, yeah. they would, you know, say, look, you got to you got to make something happen here. So what do you think that first off? I don't think if, if Trump was in office, I don't think they're doing this. But uh, nonetheless, if Trump was in office, how soon does he shoot that motherfucker down? And how over the top is he about it? Oh, over boot Montana. I mean, that thing, that yeah. thing would be done. Yeah. And any any brag about it, be fucking annoying. Yep. Tweet about it 15,000 times. And we tell yep. him to shut the fuck up. But yeah, but 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 he would be right. And, you know, that would be a case where. Yeah, I think it just I don't like this projection of weakness uh, and it bothers me because it, it continues to happen. And it's it's a lack of decisive leadership um, w without really a good reason. Yeah, no, it was it was um, China. Good on them. They're playing chess and they're they're pretty much confirming everything that they probably already thought. Uh, we're weak. We've never been weaker. You know, our, our military is more focused on, you know, trans rights and bullshit than actually, you know, pr you know, kind of trying to give off the aura of strength and we'll see the, the, the world's taking note there's some of that mike and i will say for the military you know side of things i you know i've been out for quite a while now but i do still have friends that are in i do think some of that is a little bit overblown uh when it comes to you know the wokers in the military this and that what, what is not a joke though is the recruiting issue uh, because mm. that whatever whatever is actually true you know perceptions reality when you're actually in the ranks whether you're, if you're on a ship if you're in uh, you know, an army division or you're out with the Marines, like then it is what it is. And I think most of the boots on the ground, the people that are actually doing the day to day stuff, you know, they're they're doing what they have to do. And I, th I bet you that I will find a lot of that familiar if I were back in those ranks, you know, after, you know, losing about 100 pounds. But the fact is that 
perceptions reality. So for anybody that's thinking about joining, you know, they're seeing this kind of thing. It's a couple different things. Like, I don't think it's wokeness that's causing them to, to land, you know, 100K short of their recruiting numbers or whatever it is um, in and of itself. But I do think that's a factor. And then the other part of it is probably the softness of the people that are potentially coming in, you know, because they're looking at it like, oh, I can't join the military. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to call me, you know, Zizize or whatever. You know, I think yeah. there, there's there's some of that. Like, they'd rather find that soft landing place and play video games and collect welfare, go off and, you know, get these jobs that are kind of bullshit. Uh, but mm -hmm. I will say, though, speaking of jobs, we had 185,000 jobs in January. That's pretty exciting, especially considering, you know, how weak the economy is. We're talking about a recession. Where are all these jobs coming from? I don't know. I was confused. I saw him, you know, sucking his own dick on that. I mean, I honestly think, I always say this, and I don't think it's the right-wing talking point, I think the economy is so bad, everyone's living check to check, that the economy is so bad that everyone needs a little, a fucking second job to make ends meet. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a, a part of it, and a couple of the, the articles that I read did allude to that. Um, it is interesting, though, how much, I mean, I'll, I'll say, so just in the last week, so my company is about 250 people in the U.S., not even. Um, we hired five people last week, hired another, we're hiring another three this week. And now we're, you know, we're a successful company. We're growing. We need the help. Um, and we're able to find the people. But the thing is, we were hiring a year ago and it was really hard to find people a year ago. Now it seems like maybe those people. The that free money. Yeah, the free money ended. The free money ended. And I think people that got out of the workforce for whatever reason are kind of like, hey, we got to figure this out. Because some of these people are temps. They came from this or that, this, you know, here or there, uh, you know, various different jobs and industries and whatever. And they're, they're coming over to uh, to my company to work, which you know, is great, but I'm also sort of curious as to the quality of individual and, you know, the work ethic that we get. Do you have, um, I, I've listened to whether it's a radio or a podcast. I think it's mostly podcast. Uh, the, the new term term that I'm hearing, I, I think it's fascinating. Kind of really sheds light in this uh, generation, my generation, a little younger of the silent quitting thing. Yeah. It's kind of like a new phenomenon. Like that's fucking bizarre that that's not happening a decade ago, where it's just kind of like a mutual understanding. That this guy no longer works for the company or you don't speak to him about it. It's fucking weird. Well, what happened is, I think it's always it's always been there, but it's been verbalized in the last year or so. I mean, look, there mail time's been around. People have been, you know, fucking off at at, at work, you know, since work started. You know, there, there's some aspect of that, um, but I, I definitely think it has come along more where I think people want to stretch it to see what their employer will actually do. Like, oh, they're not going to actually fire me. Yeah, you know, they might do this or that, but you know, I'm still going to get paid. And then if they do get, if they do fire me, I'll take my severance. I'll take my time, you know, I'll freaking apply for, you know, assistance and, you know, get what I get, what I get, and then eventually find another job in a couple of months. I do think it's younger people. I think I would bet that it's, it tends to be, you know, either single people or married with no dependents. You know, it's not people, it's not the shaddocks of the world with four kids that are doing that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, these are people that, you know, can kind of take it or leave it and go find something else yeah. to do. And maybe they don't work in like a specialized industry where, you know, it's a niche type job or a specific skill. Um, and I think this is going to be a complete tangent, Mike, but I think this this is something that that it keeps coming up um, in my mind a lot now that I have a almost three-year-old is what's going to happen with college? I mean, the bubble has burst to the point where at least people understand what a freaking sham it is in most cases. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that, you know, you have universities that are charging a whole lot of money for basically that diploma. And yes, you're, you're you know, you're getting the education, you're getting this or that, you're getting out, you know, you're, getting out what you're putting in um you know like the line from from goodwill hunting i know you've only seen a couple movies so maybe yep. you've never seen never it seen this. Nope. but basically matt damon has a line where i'm going to paraphrase where you know he makes fun of the harvard kids he's like i could have gotten this education for free with a fucking library card 
you know, if, if people really, it's, if it's all about, you know, book learning and kind of learning how to live, you know, people can do that without spending what's now fifty hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, I graduated college 2004 when I graduated tuition then, and this is at, at Georgetown, like not a cheap university. This is, mm. it was, you know, 30 K a year, you know, now it's five yeah. times that something ridiculous. Yep. Like it's yep. unbelievable how much this shit costs now. And you don't, and you get out and look, I was a government major. I was an English minor fucking useless. The reason that that stuff, you know, I, again, the, the college experience overall was good for me, but you know, I didn't learn a specific skill. Once, once I got in the Navy, then they taught me kind of how to actually do some actual shit that mattered. Uh, but most people don't join the military or and not saying they should. Uh, but you're you have all these people now that are getting out of, of high school, college, whatever. They just don't know, really know how to do anything. They kind of think they do or they act like they do. Um, but I, I think the wave of the future, and I'm interested in your opinion here, you know, it's gonna be these trade, these trade schools, Vogue Tech, you know, people learning how to fix cars, cut hair, bake cakes, you know, ACNR, yeah. whatever. Like go learn Arabic, go learn Farsi, you know, go learn something, you know, go learn accounting, go, you know, some of these fine, basic finance, some of the things that you just don't really learn in school unless you seek it out. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the, um, the trades right now, uh, I feel like uh, inflation's hit everybody. So the price of everything's going up, but I feel like people are taking advantage of it. Like the electricians, the plumbers, because there's really not too many of them. Like if you, if you see a young guy who's like doing like a plumbing gig, maybe it's just my area. I feel like you don't see as much as you used to. I think people are kind of avoiding that. So I want to see the kids get back into that and whatnot. But I think college now is is put on notice that everyone knows it's, it's been bullshit, but uh, no one really did anything about it. But I think um, people are kind of, I don't know, I feel like they're like the young, I feel like the, 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 the mindset for this young generation, it's all about like being like an entrepreneur and kind of, just, you know, paving your own way. So I, I don't know how it's going to, how it's going to shape out for them, but I feel like a lot of people are kind of, um, dicking, you know, dicking around and not really doing college seriously. So, um, I mean, I think college at its core is a, is a smart, smart thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to grow up there. It's the biggest thing. Kind of get to be off on your own and you should learn something, you know, if it, we all know those people went to college. They had six different majors. Like you're just you're just going there to party and stuff. Like it, it may not be worth it, but I think that we all agree. Whether it's you know you're Liz Warren, you know, I'm never gonna say college should be free. But that being said, it, it shouldn't be this this huge, 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 huge um, part of your life where you're paying off uh, college into your 40s. You know, so I think um, I think it's a it's kind of a good thing. I think there'll be happy medium uh, a couple decades out where it gets a little more um, affordable and kind of more. Um, I don't know. What's more, more simplistic, more, more focused. Because right now there are just so many, so many dumb majors and stuff out there. I, I think uh, the whole system needs a little kick in the ass. Yeah, no, I would agree. So, something's got to change. The bubble's got to burst. You know, some of these bigger colleges, especially like the Ivy League and sub Ivies. I mean, they they've got these giant endowments. You know, it's never that's never going away. But you get some of these middle of the road, especially the liberal arts schools. You know, you look like a Skidmore or Middlebury. I mean, at some yeah. point. These guys are, you know, they charge more and more and they, you know, I, you know, you, you learn how to learn in college. You kind of learn how to live to your point. Is it Middlebury? That's in Vermont, right? Yeah, it's in Vermont. Yeah. Aren't they like 80, 90 a year? Probably. Probably something yeah, like I, that. Yeah. I had a, I had a, I had a, my, my friend, um, her older brother's quarterback at our high school went to Middlebury for football. And um, I don't think they do scholarships. I remember hearing how much it was. I was like, good God. Like, that's just, that's just, that's nuts. That is nuts. Yeah, no, and it's not, and it's considered a good school, but like, honestly, if you're going to go become an author, like great place to go to school, 
if, if you actually want to make pretty, money, uh, pre- pretty niche. Yeah. If, if you actually want to make money for your family and do something, you know, to kind of advance in the world and, you know, look, I, I wish I could go do the hippie liberal bullshit and, you know, read Yeats all the day and, you know, all day and, you know, write poems and all that Sounds kind of stuff. I'd, I, I'd actually, I liked that kind of shit in high school, but it just, it doesn't pay the bills unless you're, you're definitely, really, you're really... definitely, a, you're definitely 1000% a theater guy. Uh, no, actually, no, I, I'm a, I was a, a music guy. I played trumpet. So I played jazz. My brother's a big theater guy. I, I I like the theater, but I was never that was never really my thing. Theater guys, the band in my high school, they fucked a lot. No comment. They all fucked. Like I mean, like you think they're well, kind of nerdy. Other, they're yeah, little, yeah, they're yeah. definitely a little emo, but yeah, they're all oh, fucked. They're, it was they're fucking twenty four seven. The the first time I went on a the first time I went on a band trip. So I was I, I actually really like playing jazz, uh, which I know people will make fun of, but I don't care. I actually really like jazz. But the, the jazz band's harder to get into. Uh, you'd have to do the concert band and the pep band and all this stuff. And the good thing about the pep band is, you know, Georgetown, I, you know, actually that was when I was there. Uh, they actually, that's back when they had a good basketball team. So I get to go to all the home games for free. And then we go to the Big East tournament every year in Madison Square Garden, stay at the hotel, Hotel Pennsylvania across the street. And then when they made the NCAAs, I'd actually get to travel, which was, which was pretty cool. But I tell you, that first Big East tournament, like the freaking the band parties and what was going on at those, I never saw anywhere else in my entire college career. I mean, it was some pretty, uh, some pretty crazy shit. I mean, when American Pie and Lily and the whole, you know, what happened one time mm-hmm. at band camp. I mean, there, there's a, uh, there's something real something behind that. that. Yeah, yeah. That, that didn't come out of nowhere. There, there's some, some freaky. Uh, yeah, I've never seen, I've never seen post high school uh, band band progression i just remember like the one wing in our high school like all the i feel there's a blatant crossover between the band and like being emo you know i feel like if you're in the band you're either emo or like you know super depressed and weird but yeah they used to just like like rabbits man from what i've heard together yeah and the biggest uh all the biggest like drinking parties and stuff like we used to do uh golf parties you ever do that where it was like Mm. you'd have 18 holes you know so it was 18 different apartments and on-campus dorms and whatever each one had a different drink you know, but of course the drinks were like it was all like blowjob shots and grasshoppers and all this crazy shit. So you know, by the time you hit the 18th hole, there was some some weird shit going on, man. Yeah, you gotta yeah, watch no, out for those band kids. Can't you yeah, can't relate, but uh, yeah, I I, I, I pinned you as a, as a theater guy or band guy, so I'm glad you was my boy Robbie V. Uh, in band. No, 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 no. Uh, he was uh, he was he's always been a weather guy. Just loves the weather. Weather guy, um, yeah, and uh, and big uh, big WWF. You said that like it's like a thing. I don't think yeah. weather guy's a thing yeah, in high school, but I'll I'll grant it to him. Well, right now I look outside, thirteen degrees. I mean, this <laughs> climate, yeah, change we, is, yeah, climate change is fucking real, man. You know, it wasn't don't thirteen degrees, wasn't thirteen degrees uh, last week. Agreed. You know, so what, what, what's, what what do you got next, here, Danny? I'm curious if you take this thing. Well, you know, I'm glad you asked, Mike. So <clears throat> one thing, and there's a little shout out to our friend uh, down under. Figure we'll kind of lighten things up a little bit. Uh, so they've announced down in Australia that uh, MDMA, otherwise known as Molly, which I'm sure, sure you know, you're of course not Big with the gays. whatsoever. Yep. Um, and mushrooms are actually now illegal for, or excuse me, are legal now in Australia for treating PTSD uh, as well as severe depression. So, you know, I'm wondering, is that, is there a potential there that that could become something we see across the board, potentially here in the States where you start to see that, you know, we had legalization of marijuana uh, in a lot of areas still, you know, state by state a little bit. But is it possible you start to see some of these drugs that have previously been illegal? You know, you think that's going to become a bigger thing here in the U.S.? Well, it, that's the sad reality is it's 
they didn't really care what's better for the veterans or what's better for the overall mental health of people that actually need it. It's all about money. If they make money off it, I mean, listen, we're, we're, we're on, you know, booster shot number seven or eight. Does the booster do anything? No. Does the vaccine do anything? No. But it makes money. It makes money very well. So it gets promoted. Um, if they actually care about, uh, you know, their our own citizens and their mental well-being, then we should go into some alternatives because these fucking antidepressants really don't do anything. They kind of just prolong the problem. So I'm all for it. I'm not a hippie or anything. I'm not, I'm not really a mushroom guy um, or anything like that. But I think um, what we're doing right now could definitely use some improvement. So a good, good on, good on Australia. You know, um, I don't agree with pretty much anything they do, but the fact that they're opening up to that a little bit more is, uh, I think, good. And I'd be curious to see um, how it goes. I mean, I, I went to high school with a guy. He was three years older than me. And it was always kind of like a dink, always had his hand in different places, but always kind of shady, never really fully committed to anything. And then he just, we saw him, and then, like, you know, he thought he was renting a car. It turns out he has, like, six cars and was doing real well. We were all, like, kind of super confused. Like, he's actually sticking to something. What's this kid doing? And then we kind of got him at the bar. He was talking about it. He was like, yeah, I just started microdosing. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I do, like, a, a certain amount of mushrooms every morning. Mm-hmm. Then I, like, run 10 miles and do X, Y, and Z. We're like, what the fuck? And before that, he was just boozing and doing blow and was just all over the place. But then kind of relaxed with that. And the guy's doing unbelievable. He just opened up a restaurant in uh, Miami with uh, uh, Barrios, uh, the receiver on the Jets, former uh, hurricane player. So he's, like, doing super well. So from what little I know about it, it looks like there could be something behind it. So good on Australia for kind of uh, pursuing that alternate route. And is this guy still doing the microdosing? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, he, like, literally, like, will wake up at 4 a.m. and then, like, bike 50 miles. And then it, I don't get it, man. Like, but he he attributes everything to that. And who well, mushroom, I, mushrooms I, don't give you energy, though, right? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I have literally zero clue. But this guy, like, lives a full life every day. That's interesting. So let me ask you something. And, look, I, I know you don't make a secret of it. We kind of joke around about it a little bit. I know you like to tip a few back, and and I do mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and you're 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 30 years old, right? 31. 30. Oh, that's right. Yeah, happy birthday. That's Thank right. You. Belated, belated Thank happy you. birthday. Appreciate it. Uh, so what? How are the hangovers doing? Do you find the next day like you're down a little bit? Do you, what do you do about that? Do you get anxiety? Do you get, you know, stomach? You said you don't throw up a lot. I heard you mention that. So you're not, no. you're not like a stomach guy, but do you, do no, you no, no, just, with... just the head, just the head will you yeah. know will hurt, but. My whole thing is I'm going to be – like I don't get people. Like, if they're hungover, they're going to be in bed for five hours not doing anything. I'm going to be feeling like shit regardless, so I might as well just go about my day as if I'm okay and mm-hmm. just deal with this inner, you know, turmoil that I'm fucking dying inside. So I, I've never been a big believer of, uh, you know, staying in bed. And, oh, you know, can you bring me Gatorade? Like, I'm super like, – no, go out and do your fucking – like, my most friends like, how are you doing this right now? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'd be in pain no matter what. But it's funny, like if I don't drink like three days in a row, like I'll wake up on a Thursday without drinking for four days. I'm like, oh, my head hurts. Like, oh, I'm a little hungover. Then I like, <laughs> like, no, I'm not. Like, no, you're not. So I think I always just kind of wake up feeling like a little shitty. That's fair. Now we'll be interested to hear. So when you know, I'm sure in uh in the year, you know, 2028 and probably uh you know 30, 30 or 2032, whatever, I'm sure we'll be doing this again. Um, so I'll be interested to check kind of check in on that because now you know, as a 40-year-old man, I've definitely found an evolution there or or de-evolution mm-hmm. um because i'm with you and i used to i was always a kind of fake it till you make it you know you just got to get up get to get the job done and, and that's still what i do when i have to do it i know um, where you're going with this i've heard this from many of people and i'm not what that the hangovers get worse when you get older I, there's something to that and and the biggest thing for me now uh is i get ridiculous anxiety and there's and there's 
chemical reasons behind that. And I've kind yeah, of yeah. this a little bit. Um, and I just, and it's not even, it's not like the anxiety I'd get when I was like 28, which is a, what did I say last night? What did I do? Like going back through everything. Yeah. It's just like, it just, it just kind of sets in like, all right, like, you know, you're like, I gotta I, get my I, life I together. That. You know? I get and that. I, I, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've gotten that. I, I actually kind of had a little bit of that today. It's just like, yeah, no, that there is something to that, but there's just one thing that fixes it. More you start drinking again. That's yeah, it. exactly. But the, the problem is if, if you get to day number three and you're still yeah. going, what, when that stops, then that, that kind of just yeah, compiles rough. Right. Have, right. Yeah, so you have three days worth of anxiety. That is one thing. And I, and I brought up the, the kid thing earlier when we were talking about, you know, our friend, Mr. Shattuck, um, you know, that that's a real thing because believe me, that that's one thing that I was never really prepared for. Like I've, you know, I, I'm one of the last of my friends to actually start to have kids and they talk about this and that, and this is a pain and you have to deal with this and, you know, but it's really great. And it's awesome having a kid, which I agree. It is. It's nice to have, you know, another little, uh, little, uh, Bill Rick at Danny running around, mm -hmm. uh, probably not for most people, but you know, I, I enjoy it. Uh, but those kids get up fucking early and when they're up, they're up. Like you can't, you can't sit around, you can't lay around, you know, if you want to, you know, you, you gotta just kind of go with it. And it's, uh, you know, that part is, and you never really catch up because that's the problem. Because you know you might get a little nap in when they're napping if it's like a Saturday and you're off. You're still you're still always playing from behind. But it's like yeah, and even if they go to bed at seven, then you're like then now you're trying to get shit done that you couldn't do all day. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not looking forward to, I'm not looking forward to that whatsoever. Well, you're gonna be a great dad. You're gonna have you know some little uh, you know shithead running around. You're gonna have a great time with and it's yeah, I'm excited. No, you're 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 gonna you guys are gonna do great with uh, with kids. Ironically, I'll probably have a couple yeah. like little trans kids. Way, Probably, way yeah. They're definitely going to be born, born boys, and by the time they're yeah, five, yeah, they'll be transitioning yeah, by the time yeah. they're seven. That'd be fun. That'd be well, I'm actually, I'm play. glad you brought that up, Mike, because you know I think that is obviously a, a big thing right now. We've got the uh, uh, the drag stream Corey, uh, drag drag queen story hours and all that happening. Uh, do you see? Yeah, I don't know. I'm working on it here, uh, Mister <laughs> Mister. I can't Dimo. speak either, so it's okay. <laughs> Demo crazy. Um, <laughs> Did you see our friend uh, Governor DeSantis there? I guess there was a uh, a venue that he actually uh, turned off their liquor license uh, because they had some some drag queens. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't see children. that. But you know what's hilarious about this is tw ten years ago, twelve years ago, this would be a you know a unanimous thing, uh, liberal or Republican, uh, you know, trans shit, you know, sexualizing stuff around kids would be a hundred percent a no no. And now you have the the right, you know, quote unquote, overly angry about it, and the left now is like defending it. You know, it's it's super super weird. I do think it's going to be a winning topic uh, for people in the middle of the road if that still exists anymore. Because I just think it's it's so fucking weird. Whether you're pro, um, you know, kids being able to express themselves and you know maybe consider doing this crazy shit, it's just fucking weird. Like I I, I don't know, but good good on DeSantis. Um, are people is he getting like? you know, flack for this or is it kind of just being not that I've seen this. So this was actually, um, I think I read about it on CNN. So it was more, they were trying to make him kind of look like an asshole. I, I don't think, I don't think this was, that's just not a winning issue, a right? Thing. I don't think so. Did you see, um, did you see actually, did you guys play it on the show? Uh, Trump's comments the other day. You did right. When I yeah. was talking about this. Yeah. It was kind of funny. Cause you're right. He, and I think Jerry said this, he stuck to the script. He sounded very robotic though. Um, but he definitely was going in that direction. But I think Jerry brought up the point, or you did, that you know it's going to be hard because he's going to have to. If when he goes against DeSantis, he doesn't. Between that and COVID, yeah. those aren't areas that, that Trump can come up, you know, kind of get ahead on. Now I've heard you made some comments, and we'll get actually we'll get back to the trans thing a little in a minute. But I, I, you know, while we're at it, 
Real quick, do you, you want to hear? Do you want to hear from Donald? Yeah, let's. Oh, you, oh, that's right. You got to say that's one thing I didn't. I didn't have time to get drops together. So yeah, let's do it. Let's the hear the Don. Wing gender insanity being pushed on our children is an act of child abuse. Very simple. Here's <laughs> my his, plan. To I love stop his delivery. Chemical, Very simple. And emotional <laughs> mutilation of our youth. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies. And I like that right there because he he puts that on Biden. Like that was not a, that was not an accident. That was very deliberate. And I like it so far. Let's hear from my my orange king. Called gender affirming care, ridiculous. A process <laughs> that includes giving kids puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance, and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? <laughs> I will sign a new executive order instructing every federal agency to cease all programs. That promote the concept of sex. That's pretty. He 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 kind of keeps going on, but I think that's a fucking huge, huge, huge no-brainer issue. And I think that people middle of the road, no one's gonna hear that. Be like, no, give the kids like you know hormones. What are you talking about, Don? That's a great issue. No, it makes sense. He's getting out. Of, he's getting out in front of this. I think it's one of those things you have to look at what what you know most Americans are gonna think. And so you know, I'm one that's all about people do what you want to do. And you're a liberal. Live, live, live the liberal with a small L. Yes, mm-hmm. you know I believe people should live the life they want to live, and and you know, let them let them do their thing. The the kid thing gets strange. What I will say is I think sometimes it gets overblown. Whether you're talking about the drag, just from the quantity standpoint, yeah. Whether you're talking drag queen or you know drag queen, God, I can't fucking whatever the drag queen okay. shit, awesome stuff. You know the uh, the transitioning for kids, the hormone stuff, the puberty blockers. Like I, I do think that's a very very small you know, percentage of, of what's going on. And I think what we're getting to now is the point where, and I think several people have called this at some point though, the public's just going to be like, all right, that that's enough. Um, yeah. I, I do what I probably find the, the whole part of when you get into whatever part of, you know, transitioning and transgender and this kind of thing, I really think the most fascinating part is the, now that you have, you've got the LG LG B people, yeah. kind of coming out against the tees a little bit and that yeah you know where bizarre. you have an, an actual feminist being like what the fuck like and, and yeah. i know we've been talking about this for a while and the whole yep. Leah thomas thing or whatever that is that's probably going to become what sort of breaks this whole thing down when you finally have women being like all right you've you know like i saw this you know guy yeah. chick in the appreciate, car the we, other day. we appreciate the you know the intention but this is too much yeah you have this guy basically saying, oh it's you know it's 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 easy for women to be women because they're they're already women. They don't have to try. Like I, have we to have to work to harder. Yeah, we're actually better women because it's hard for us. Like, yeah, and it's I'm hard not... for you for a reason, buddy. Because you're not a woman, <laughs> right? You fucking freak. And and I'm not a. I'm definitely not an Ann Coulter fan in general. But I thought her talk the other day was Would. very yeah. much from the heart. Because she's like, look, we have to go to these OB appointments. You have to do all this shit that you don't want to do. That was Megan Kelly. Oh, that was Megan Kelly. Okay. Yeah. I, and excuse me, I get my uh, my blonde fox woman. You know, mixed Megan. Up. She's uh, way hotter than Ann. I, I agree with that. But, you know, I, I thought that was and but I, what I liked about that, not, no part of that felt scripted. Like she was coming from the heart being like, hey, look, this uh, is, the people this around is her were like kind of uncomfortable. Like that was certainly off the cuff and authentic, which was great to hear. Yeah, because I think when it comes to, hey, I'll call you whatever pronouns you want, whatever, it's fine. And I think I, I'm sure there's plenty. I know I know a few transgender people. I know there are some that are, you know, I, I think a lot of them are probably actually pretty reasonable about this shit. They want to live yeah. their life. You know, but do you, you really know this- a couple? Uh, not well, but or did you just say that? Okay, I don't know any. No, I know two. Wow, I feel like this. Yeah, 
high again, amount. again, not well. And, and I don't know what's at what stage they're in or any of this kind of stuff, but you know, they're yeah. big on the pronoun gotcha, thing or whatever, gotcha. but, but even then the pronoun thing, like the ones that I know, that's like, all, that's all made up. That's they all. don't really like, they don't, if you call them her, they're like, whatever. They don't give a know, fuck. They understand it's probably a little confusing, right? No one expects them to, to, to yeah. people be a thousand percent right. Cause it's a fucking weird situation. Right. Their, their LinkedIn pro profile might say they, them, but if you yeah. say her, like they really don't give, they don't a, give shit. a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it's, it's going to be one of those things where you get a little bit of that vocal minority, you know, issue happening. Um, but I just I just think people need to be a little bit more reasonable about it because there's some crazy shit, you know, and, you know, you got people like the billboard Chris's of the world and whatever that are out there, you know, yelling at the the children's hospital. I understand what he's doing. And I, you know, I agree generally with what he's talking about. But that's also unfortunately, that's also a losing proposition. I think more and more people are just not even going to go there. Like they just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to talk about I had it. I had a pretty big disagreement with my mom. Um, on this, like I said, my mom voted for for George Bush, but she's kind of been radicalized, whether she realizes it or not. Sure, she um, voted for during, Trump too, right? During, yeah, during, no, 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 no. She no. didn't vote for Trump. She, she definitely did not. Um, but yeah, they did the drag queen story hour at uh, Red Bank Public Library, which is a couple times. Oh, did over. they? Yeah, yeah. And I, I sent it, I sent it to my mom, and I was like, I know we disagree on politics, but like, can we both agree that this is a little weird? And she's like, Michael, she's like, I don't know why, like you, I don't know where you come from with this, like. Um, it's a bunch of adults reading story time, the, the, reading stories to kids. Like, what's the problem? Like, I can't believe you're going to say this. Like, mom, it's, it, they're the pedophiles, the perverts. Why can't you read? Why do you, why do you have to dress and drag to read a story to a kid that those that are not yours? Like, mom. I, so we we are just on two totally different wavelengths, two totally yeah. pol polar opposite sides. It's like, but Michael, do you believe that there's people there like protesting? I was like, mom, if I knew about it, I would have been there protesting. Like, we are just <laughs> so we are on such different sides. It's super super weird because. She voted for Bush, you know, 10, 12 years ago. But just she's just totally different side right now. I don't get how it got to be such a big thing. Like, who decided, like, hey, of all the things we're going to do, we're going to dress and drag and read books to kids. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I just think that there's a the perversion there. And I will I will fight to the death. I will call them freaks. I'll even get physical. Like, I would like that. Leave kids alone. Leave kids alone. When you become an adult, do whatever you want. But I th it's so perverted to me. It's so perverted. There's an, there's, it's not even really an underlying perversion there. It's pretty fucking blatant. Why do you have to dress like a fucking, you know, a street hooker to read a story to a kid that's not yours? That's fucking weird. And I think everyone should be saying that, whether you're liberal or Republican. But right now, it's somehow a split issue. And I'm a boogeyman for saying that. Fucking weird. Uh, well, you might be a boogeyman officially. I think if people were being honest, then you're really not. Um it just it, the 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 concept to me is foreign. And so weird. It's and now and again now as a father, you know, speaking yeah. speaking as a father. Yeah, I'm saying this without kids. Uh, I, I couldn't even imagine. Uh, this is where because it's not just this. I mean, uh, there's this whole kind of not that you'll get the reference, but this whole kind of catcher in the rye, Holden Caulfield, like well, that's a preser book. preserving. Okay, that's a book. You you, you recognize that? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of I've heard of the you've, book. You've heard of the book? Okay, right. Yep. That's do you know who wrote it? And Rond. Good, good try. No, that'd be uh, Mr. JD Salinger, but, uh, yep. but I, I appreciate the effort there. Uh, and Rhonda, my wife's favorite author, so I'm sure you yep. appreciate He's, that. Yes, she's a good um, one. But the thing is that the this sort of age of innocence is amazing. Like mm -hmm. he's almost three. He's so pure. And this isn't just him, and this is any two-year-old, three-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not, of course. I'm not pretending my son's uh, yeah, an universal because he's yep. he's related to me, so he's certainly not. Mm -hmm. um, but even like he was at the playground the other day, and these kids were like a little bit older and like not definitely not bullying, 
but like we're kind of giving them a little bit of a hard time. Yeah. And 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 this is where one of those things, one of those challenges about being a parent, it's like, what do you do? Do you step in? Do you talk to anybody? You know, and I kind of wasn't there. My wife was like closer, she was paying attention. Like if I was right there, then I probably would have responded a little bit differently. Those but kids would have kicked your ass. They probably would have. They, you know, it's like, you know, do you, do you, do you want to fight uh what 10 horse size yeah, man yeah, or yeah, you yeah, know, one a... man size horse uh, or the other way around, whatever. Um, but like, but Max, he's so young. He like, didn't even understand that like they were being dicks. Like, he's just like, yeah, don't you want to play? Like, don't you want to have fun? Like, don't you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Like, it, it doesn't even cross his mind. And so whether it comes to, and this isn't just, you know, the trans thing, but any kind of like sex thing, anything to do with, you know, it's weird. anything beyond freaking Paw Patrol and, and even, you know, he loves Star Wars, even that sometimes, because like they're doing pew pew and shooting and like he'll, he starts to do like the pretend fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, kind of even kind that, like the Navy, yeah, I, pretty much a lot of, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of sword fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it, but it kind of makes me feel like, oh, I want to keep him here forever, you know, and you start to see this kind of thing and, and to think that, okay, he's whether, whether he's go, he, the library and he goes to the library a lot. So he, which is interesting, Mike, and what? I, I want to, what your three year old like, son goes to the library? Yeah, because they do, they, Dude, it's it's basically free. I don't want to say free daycare, but you know they have story hour. They have all sorts of. They do like little dancing things. They do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Don't, we don't have the drag queen thing here in Bill Rick. Bill Rick is, Bill Rick is actually Bill Rick is one of the most conservative towns in Massachusetts. What is not is Bedford, which is the town that's next door. And between mm. my mother in law and my babysitter, they each take him to the to each library. They're both you know both pretty nice, and he'll spend a lot of time there, just you know, playing with toys and looking at books. Like they just have great children's rooms. Yeah. Um, so I, but I can see that cause it's like, all right, they're doing moving and grooving at 10 AM on Monday. And then 11 AM is drag queen story hour. I can see him just like hanging out for that. Um, and would you let your kid go to that? I, I would no. No. Do you think you get like, like flack for that? Do you think they like push back? Like, Hey, like I noticed that Danny's kid wasn't there. Like, did you pick up no, on that? No, I don't think the other so. parents. Well, I mean, we don't really know the other parents that well. Uh, the, and the, the ones that I know that probably would have been all for that moved away. Um, it's again, this is a, a relatively conservative town for Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, we have the one Republican state selectman for like 15 towns or 20 towns around, actually. Um, so I don't think I'd see that happening here. It could again happen in the town next door, but. I just, yeah, I just wouldn't. And again, if it's but if happening, it, if it did happen, you'd keep your kid home and be quiet about it. You wouldn't like fucking like you know call the no. school up and complain. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at that point. You know, okay. and that's that's probably where you and I are a little a little different in that area. I'm I, I'm living let live to a to a point, but at the same time, you know, if it was a big thing, it'd be one thing. I, I think we're going to start to see this stuff go away a little bit, or at least centralized so. in specific areas. Because again, it's a, it's a. If, if I'm trying to put myself in those shoes, like it seems like a strange hill to die on as well. Super like, strange. Why That's don't... why I think a lot of Democrats try to like shy away from it because they know it's not a winning issue. They yeah. kind of just pretend it doesn't exist. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. The, the whole the world's changed so much culturally the last decade. I, you know, it, it, you want to call it, you know progress, but to, to a point, progress has to like, relax. You know, it's it's a little much. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I I think I see a little bit of capitulation here, especially since 2020. I mean, I think about it, you know, so right now in my life, I don't know about yours, Mike, but everything is either before COVID or since COVID for me. Yeah. You know, like if I'm thinking like, oh, this happened, was that 2018 or was that 2021? Yeah. Was it, yeah, BC or, or AC? <laughs> yeah, um, <man>. Sure. 
and and some of that though, I think back to like 2020, I was when I was working from home, and I remember I could not get my face out of the news. Like I was reading everything I could see. Like, else going on, you know, yeah. a lot of COVID stuff. Exactly. Yep. No and sports. I was, reading, I was reading any any website I can find, you know, liberal, you know, conservative, anything in the middle, just you know, Twitter, just you know, everything left and right, up and down. To the point where I do think there was a little bit of brain rot from it. And I'm now at the point where I'm still really interested in the news. I'm still really interested in politics. But not to say I still don't like a a healthy debate. But at the same time, it's like I'm burned out on some of it. Like, I don't even want to get into it sometimes anymore. Like, I used to argue with my dad about this stuff all the time. And now I just, I'd rather just be like, yeah, fine. You know, whatever you think. I'm actually there. This was shocking. I'm kind of there too a little bit. It's just like, um, like I know Hunter Biden's a scumbag. I know Ukraine's fucking yeah. a disaster. But like right. nothing's gonna nothing's gonna what come gonna of do? it. It's a, it's a double standard. But like, what's next? Like you know, it's just it's annoying. There's a little fatigue to it. So uh, to circle back a little bit real quick on the because I I I've heard you on well, the record on this. Yeah, do, what you, do what you want to do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Episode one of Danny's World. Again, thank you. Uh, let's do a quick reset here. Thanks for having a you know. Thanks to Mike Montante for coming on. Really appreciate him taking the yep. time. Uh, to to help with the inaugural uh, inaugural episode here, um, one one and done. People are hoping. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they hope that, but still uh, I don't know if these sponsors keep coming. I think we'll be uh, we'll be good. Oh God, still not go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> so what what's your wh- where are you at with the DeSantis Trump? Uh, um, I've said this for a long time. Uh, I, I think DeSantis. Um, albeit a great governor, I think he's controlled the opposition. And regardless of what you think about Trump, uh, no one really controls him. He's a fucking psychopath. Uh, and I think he's a decent businessman. I think he was a great president. Uh, he makes it hard to support him sometimes, but it's pretty easy. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty easy to be a great governor, and you don't have to really show your you know your your true cards because you you're you you're limited power, right? So it's hard to be like a globalist governor. You can kind of c- control your state, but He's like very pro-Ukraine war. There's I I I'm, I have my eye on DeSantis. I'm very skeptical of DeSantis. Um, and the only thing that people would say, like if you're like super pro-DeSantis and anti-Trump, like they're gonna go to the vaccine thing. The vaccine thing, I would say, don't overthink it. It's very simplistic. They said, hey Trump, you can't make a vaccine this quick. And he goes, yeah, I can. And he doesn't care that the vaccine sucks. And the one thing about Trump is he would never mandate it, right? And it's pretty obvious. So, well, Trump's an egotistical idiot. So. He probably has people around him. Even his sons, like, "Hey, like, Dad, like, shut the fuck up about the vaccine." He's like, "Hey, Don Jr., I made it. I made it pretty fast, and I'm proud." He's like, "Dude, shut the fuck up." So he can't help himself. So I understand it's a, it's a it's a losing optic on the right to, to fucking keep sucking this vaccine's dick, especially when it doesn't work. But at the end of the day, I know for a fact Don's not controlled, and things were going great before the COVID got you know released on the world. Things were going really good. So people like if you even like Republicans, like, yeah, I don't like how he handled COVID. Well, it was a man-made disease released on the world. Like there, there's, there's no platform, there's no textbook to look at. I go, ooh, how do you handle a man-made? You know, so I don't hold that against him at all. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still the maybe the minority here. I'm still pretty pro-Trump over DeSantis. Yeah, actually. So this is what area, and I'm, and I'm, as you know, I'm not a generally a fan of Trump, but I actually find when no matter who it is, Democrats or Republicans, when they give him shit about his handling of COVID early on, I actually find that very unfair. Um, yeah. What the I, fuck? Do you, what, what is he supposed to do? Like, you I, know, what... Yeah. He, I think he did as well as he could with the information we had at the time. And to be fair, I say the same thing about Anthony Fauci up through about May of 2020. 
You know, yeah. I think, and and frankly, pretty much anybody. I mean, we were all just well, trying Fa- to figure Fauci, out. Fauci is probably behind the 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 you know makings of COVID for being transparent. But well, that's I a whole. Get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Maybe so, but well, again, long, long story. I, I know. I know. I understand your point. Um, but I, I do think early on it was just we were all trying to figure out what the fuck to do. I mean, this have you heard liberals trying to spin it on Trump? Like, oh, Trump shut down the like we didn't have to do all that. It's like, wait, you guys were leading that a little bit, not much, not much. I th- honestly, I think that's one of those chapters that you know most left leaning folks just don't even bring up. I've heard trying to like, use against them, like, oh, like Trump, you know, you know, shut down businesses and stuff. It's like you guys wanted that. Yeah, you actually, like, wanted that. The thing, the thing I heard him get accused of, or got brought up the other day that uh, I don't remember where it was, but it was it was definitely someone more on the on the left side of things. Um, they brought up the whole thing. Remember in April he was saying that everything should be opened up again by Easter or whatever. Yeah, and like that whole thing, which actually is more or less what DeSantis did, right? And Trump mm-hmm. did. And, and, and I remember at the yep. And I remember at the time thinking that's crazy. Like no way we're ready. Yeah, for that. you know. Of course, it seemed really early. Of course. Um, and I actually still think it it was at that point, and not that I was for you know, again at the time it was like lockdown. All right, I guess we have to lock down. Looking back on it, oh, some chaos. some some level of that, I do think you. Know, I, I think it, it went way too far, but the fact that a lot more people stayed home, that they kind of tried to stop the spread thing, I would actually be really curious to know. And I know we, you can look at other countries and how they handled it. Um, what actually would have happened if we just didn't? If we just kind of let it go? Did the I think? What, I think what you're. I think what you're seeing now. I mean, it, it, it's the craziest um, 24 month span in human history. I mean, I was you know going out. I was kind of like the martyr for my family. Um, I was getting groceries for everybody. I was doing everything. Yeah, I remember that? Yeah. Um, kind of. It's just, dude. I was you know the mask. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't blink at first. Uh, washing our groceries. It was fucking insane. They. They played us from the beginning. They showed the videos out of China. People dropping just fucking insane stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's literally the, it's the craziest. And you said BC, AC, COVID changed absolutely everything. And then, uh, but yeah, it, there was nobody when it was happening that was like super on it. Like, oh, this is all bullshit. You're everyone was not scared, but kind of aware of the situation and kind of taking it day by day. I mean, it was it was scary for a little bit, and and not even even if you weren't scared of the virus itself economically i mean just look at how things change look how just markets crashed i mean in, yep. entire industries went under um now a lot of them most of them have rebounded you know even even the i was actually pretty convinced if you asked me in you know april 2020 i would have said the cruise ship business was going to go under forever 1000 like, percent. i thought done. it was i thought it was, it was fucking done because yep. there are plenty of people that and probably to this day there's still plenty of people that would never a lot of them probably wouldn't have anyway but a lot of people are never going to get on a cruise ship ever again yeah but there's enough like crazy cruise people that you know i'm related to a couple that just they fucking live for cruises and they're going to make sure that carnival yeah. stays in business forever um you know look at the airline industry and look at what they've done to to rebound but also have complete shit shows with you know groundings and you know that that whole faa thing by the way that that kind of got under it was a huge story for 48 hours and then completely went away the fact that we grounded all flights for the first time since 9 11 for several hours a couple weeks ago was yeah kind of bonkers. Well, we we were blatantly hacked and we just didn't want to show come across as weak, so we just well, like, I even how do they spend that? How did what was what was there? So the basically the way they did it was so the, the FAA has a backup system, right? Okay. And so there's these contractors that had access to, you know, the main, 
you know, tracking system, flight system. I forget what it's called though. The acronym. So I'm sure I'm sure a caller. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hear, we'll hear it next week. Um, yeah. And so that whole system, basically they're doing some kind of maintenance on it. And they had these contractors that went in and were authorized to make changes. And it seems like somewhere in there, they fucked things up. Right. And somebody, somebody hit the wrong button. Somebody, you know, dropped the coffee cup on the fucking. Do you believe this by the way, so far? No, but let me, but the, the next okay. part, right. so, I'm but, scared. but here, here's, here's the other kind of crazy part. So then they kicked in the backup system that night, like at like 10 o'clock at night or whatever. And they had the backup system running when they went back to the, to the main system at like 4am. That's when the shit hit the fan. So what I don't get is a, why they couldn't switch back to the backup system unless that was fucked up too. And at the same time, by the way, and one of the news, one of the news outlets was like, "Oh, coincidentally, Canada's having the same issue with their exactly. tracking system." Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, what a fucking what coincidence!" Know yeah, for the first time in history, you he, have two different countries. Yeah, you know, you know, aviation tracking. Two different systems, systems right have now. the same exact problem. Yeah, yeah. This is probably a Ned Snark question. I bet Ned could could help us learn a lot more mm-hmm. about this kind of thing. But it was just, it was so weird. It was so strange. And and here's here's the thing. And, I, and you're going to make fun of me for this one. My buddy Pete got got thrown under the Brit under the bus for this one. I mean, this you know you can yell at Pete left and right. There's plenty of things we can give a hard time to to Pete Buttigieg. He likes, but, he, he likes a hard time, yeah. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, you know, <laughs> he doesn't even have a seat on his bicycle that he rides Correct. to work. You know, <laughs> yep, there you go. That he takes out of the suburban <laughs> and rides to work. Hello. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, Pete, I actually think I think there's some, and this is where we're at in the Democratic Party right now. Because that was my next question for you: is who do you think is going to be running against DeSantis or Trump? In 2024, because if, it, even the hardest core win, Democrats, for the most yeah, part, there's, there's no, there's no clear cut. They're trying to make Newsom out to be the next guy. Newsom's a fucking scumbag, piece of shit, low life. Sucks. I think Big Mike. I, I think I said this the other day. If if Mike Obama runs, uh, I mean, for whatever reason, people have a, a good taste in their mouth when it comes to the Obamas. They think the Obamas like the last great president. I, I mean, the Obamas are scumbags. If Big Mike runs, well, you voted for him. He, I did once. I was eighteen and dumb. Then you, you grow up and you learn. I, I think Obama. I think Michelle would win. Fucking. I think she'd even beat DeSantis semi-handily. You might be right. You might be right. But from all accounts, it doesn't seem like he has any interest in running. So I don't know. And so if that's if that's really true, um, well, you could just rig another election. You know, run run whoever you want. And just no, oh, stop the mailings. No, oh, damn, damn, damn. No, we're not gonna. You- do no, no, no. Do you I'm really think that, like, that last election was fair? Yes. So they all the states just randomly stopped counting at the same time, just coincidentally, and then you you really believe that? What? Yes. They, well, okay. Let's put it this way: what, where's where there corruption at the lo- was there corruption at the local level in some states? Absolutely, there is in every election. swing states. Was it enough? Was it enough to actually change the election? Absolutely not. Why do they stop counting? That's that's my only question to you. Because they were done. They count all the ballots. They didn't count all the ballots. They literally fucking stopped for eight hours and then resumed, and wouldn't you know it? Wow. As far as you know, that's, what you, that's what you were told. No, that was that's what was reported. They're like, yeah, we're literally done. All all the main states, like, we're done. And everyone's like, oh, we're reporting that they're taking a, you know, and this is, it was unprecedented. It's never happened before. And then wouldn't you know it, son of a bitch. Wow. A lot, a lot, a lot of votes came in for the old Bidens there. Now well, we're going to crush for it. Everybody, they had to take their meal break. No, you work in shifts. It's called shifts. It's pretty fucking easy. You know it. I know it. Well, move on. Move on. This is Danny's world. Get back to it. Yeah, we don't. We don't need this. We don't need this. Um, yeah, no, the the Obama thing. I I don't think we can go back to the well there again. I mean, and look, I you know me. I you know I I like. I'm a Barry fan. 
I, I don't think that Michelle could do. Uh, she's going to be voted voted on because she's Michelle Obama and not because yeah. she's necessarily good at the job. Correct. Um, and, and I think, you know, I, I'm sure I like her a lot more than you do, but I don't want her to be president. Um, and, but the fact is, like, I don't know who else to pull for. Again, of of everyone I can think of, the one if, if you just want just pure qualifications, who could actually sit at that at the resolute desk every day, make the proper decisions, be smart about shit, look into stuff, you know, get out and say the right thing to the people. I actually think Buttigieg is probably the best best man for the job of any Democrat. Like I like just, Manchin. Just pure qualification. Ah, man. I, I, yeah. So I give Manchin credit in that he's willing to go against his party. However, when you actually look at his voting record, he never actually does or rarely does. Like he, he yeah. will get out and talk about it and he'll kind of caucus with the Republicans. And, and that's that's where I give him credit because that's always my number one thing that you and I are always complaining on air or off. Like I'm sick of people, whether Democrats, Republicans, whoever, that just don't even have a conversation. And they're like, it's a D issue, so I'm going D. Yeah, it's an yeah, R yeah, issue, yeah. so I'm going R. It happens on both sides. It happens yep. in the fucking news. I'm just sick of it. Like people won't sit down and talk. Like there's no show out there, you know, in the media side. There's nothing like Crossfire anymore. You know, it's the closest it's, thing is my buddy Bill Maher when he has a good guest on. Correct. And I was going to bring up Bill Maher because he actually brought up some interesting comments the other day. Uh, but that that's the thing. Like he's known as a as a leftist, but at the same time, now half the Democrats hate him. The far left actually, hate him, yeah, yeah. Because now, because he came out against wokeness, and now he's like, oh, well, you know, you maybe just shouldn't just be woke for the sake of being woke, which is like, yeah, no duh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's logic. But now he's saying something that some people don't like, and it's like, good God. And the guy yeah. hates the guy hates Trump, which will keep him in oh. you know the conversation with a lot of people. But yep. at the same time, at least at least he talks through stuff and he's fair about stuff, and I. I appreciate that so much. And I guess Manchin is at least as far as we can tell is, you know, in that arena, but I don't know. I, I he doesn't, he would, but there's he, a lot of hot air he would, there. He would have the D next to his name and he wouldn't be, you know, this uh, gender, you know, switching person. He wouldn't be, he would just, he could win over some moderates. I think you know, actually brought this up was my boy, uh, Nadeau said he'd be a good candidate. And yeah, Jeff, I heard that. I listened to that. Yeah. Although he like plays dumb. Jeff's a huge liberal. And it's funny too, because like I'll like he'll he'll tweet something. Oh, like, hey he? man, you I'm like, yeah, you voted for this. Like, dude, like, why are you saying this? Like, you literally voted for this. You used to be anti-Trump, and now you're like trying to backtrack and pretend. Like, no, you're a liberal, own it, dude. Own it. But I actually agree with him on uh, on the mansion thing. I just I don't know if Mansion wants the job. Yeah, it sounds like it seems like a terrible, absolutely terrible job to have, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It before doesn't seem before great. you get into your next Danny World topic, I'm yep. gonna go as uh Liz Warren would say, I love saying this. Welcome back to Danny's folks, uh Danny's world folks. Danny's folks. Danny's <laughs> and, folks. It, and, it, and for full transparency, it is 12.50 in the morning. So that is true. We I'll should give you uh, that. all right. we we just hit the one hour mark. So I got a couple other things here to talk about, but we'll we'll kind of keep this moving. Uh let's uh let's kind of actually uh, do you have the clip that I sent you? I didn't have time to cut it up. No, I, I uh, the only the software I have is um, only really available uh, on YouTube, so it's it's just a Fox right. News it, article. It, it honestly doesn't really matter. I, here's one thing that you know: if I was a Democrat, Republican, or a Martian, I, how bad is Karine Jean Pierre at her job? Like, well, she's a black lesbian, so be nice. Literally, yeah, literally the only, only reason she has a job. She's making black lesbians look look terrible. Like that's well, that's the problem. You, anytime you think that a black lesbian is bad at politics, just 
You got they they balance out. You got to look to Lori Lightfoot to lift them up. Yeah, or you have John Kirby and you know putting her hand up as her sphincter, like making her talk. I mean, yeah, it's bad. I just I don't get it. Every time I hear every time I hear her talk, like I, I'm not very good at this, but and I don't want to say I could do a better job because that's a horrible job. Your White House press oh, secretary is a especially rough, with this rough, this administration. Yeah, it's that's it fucking is real tough. tough. It is tough. Like I'm sure she wants to show throw Joe out of the bus like every other second. Mm-hmm. But what I think what gets me is when she's like, oh, as I said, or as I've said again and again, or as I circle back on this, it's just like, oh, my God, like, all right, you know, it's I get it. You said it a million times. What you said a million times before was bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, you know, and I heard you. I heard you defend Saki a little bit the other the other day, because at least she was smart. She was great I mean, ass too. look. look if, you're, if you listen to this, look up Jen Saki S on Google. All right, and then let me know if you could keep your hands off yourself after you see that. Oh, come on. There's a picture of that? Oh, she got a she got a dumper on her. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not no no no. It's it's not it's not like a leaked one. It's like her oh, okay. like being it's like her being professional, but you can use your imagination oh. and imagine. She's she's got a and my boy, shout out to Shattuck. Shattuck agreed to this. He alluded to this before the whole divorce thing. And I I I the before the divorce. Yeah, yeah, this is this is pre-divorce. He said this, this and I I, I agree this, a thousand percent. Could this have led to the divorce? He may have been sleeping with uh, Jen Psaki. With Jen I'm Psaki. not going to rule it out. Well, between her and AOC, he's a, he's got like a little love triangle going on there. And I agree with you. I, I mean, Shad, I agree with everything. AOC is the hottest politician to ever do it. Um, that's without debate. And Jen Psaki is very hot. So shout out to Shaddock. But I agree. But yeah, you know, KJP KJP's a fucking disaster. Um, and I, I'm just so sick of the diversity hires. I don't care. If you're a black lesbian... I don't give a fuck if you're the most qualified person to have the job and you just happen to be a black lesbian. Great for you. But to get hired because you're a black lesbian is a fucking is it's just a joke. It's embarrassing. And I think we're the only country doing it. Uh, one of the few. I think England might actually be worse than us with that. Right. You now. think? Yeah, I saw something the other day. They've got I, I don't. This is completely not researched and I'm totally talking out of my ass. But that's what we do here. Um, yeah, this is uh, Danny's world where we talk out yep. of our ass literally. Um. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm pretty sure there are a couple of European countries that are that are actually doing it worse than us. But I, no, it's it's it just it sets everyone back too. I just I don't like that part of it. It's like I'm all I'm all for diversity, and you know, of course, the whole you know diversity of thought. You know, I, I get that part of it, and that's good, and you need to have that as well. But you can't just do it, you know, based on these people immutable quali- people's immutable qualities. Like there needs to be some actual qualification to can you do the job. You know, and if you have to work a little extra hard to find someone who checks some boxes, but also can do the job, all right, fine. But it's like they didn't even do that. They're just like, all right, well, this that, person. It's literally the pre-screener. It's like, all right, well, check, I need check, a let. I, I need someone who's black. And if they happen to like pussy too, and they're female, that's eh, an added bonus here. Right. No, just look at the resume, and if they interview, like it's 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 fucking madness. But you know what? And by the way, that's not what progress looks like. Okay, I'm not yeah. saying like back in the 50s and 60s. All right, we're not hiring any blacks, and they probably didn't use that word. That's not good. What we're doing right now is not good. There's got to be a happy medium, where you're not you're not focusing on orientation or skin color. But right now, we're, we're just as bad as we were in the 50s and 60s with the KKK prevalent. Like we're just as bad, but we're on the opposite spectrum. All right. Well, I'm not touching that, but <laughs> no, you can't. Because what I'm saying there is, we should not focus on race, whether it's good or bad. We should not be focused on race at all. So I'm saying back in the day, they focused on race because it would you know, eliminate you. And now we're hiring based off race. Both are fucking equally bad. Right. That's all I'm you, saying, Danny. You're going with the MLK based on the. 
That's it. Quality of the character, not the color of their skin. I think that's a pretty yeah. fucking easy concept to understand that we yeah. are far from that right now. If if you kept it at that, then that would not not saying you, but in general, I, the concept is completely correct. Yeah. Uh, what's what's interesting? Last thing on uh, on our buddy uh, cringe, just John Pierre. Um, <laughs> it is interesting how the thank you. The, uh, I came up with myself. Yep. The it is interesting how the press corps is is just kind of fucking sick of it now. Like the NPR people are jumping on her. Yeah, like, she's just she. Everyone understands that she's she's making job. their jobs harder because now they have to go back and write a story or do or submit a report or whatever that's based on the bullshit that she's spewing, which is you know, well as I've said many times, like this and that, and it's like oh god, yeah, not you know, so at least when John Kirby comes out, I mean, you could say you know he's a flaming liberal and this kind of that, but he at least can. He talks a good game. He's better he's than a, her. He's better than her. But he's sure. a he's a straight white man, uh, retired military. So you know they don't like that. That's yeah. That's why he's kind of behind the scenes. But here's the other part that that bothers me a little bit is that I feel like Biden is is hiding behind her a lot. Like he won't answer any direct questions. You know, and I do want to touch on the classified document stuff here in a second. But he sits there with that kind of coy smile, like eh, you know, looking yeah, at the yeah. press, like almost and, like he's lost. I, when I, but he's lost, but he's also, he's got enough there where he knows like, he's basically being like, fuck these guys, you know, he's just sitting there. Well, like, he, I, he goes up there under the assumption that no one's going to ask him anything critical and he's just part of the show. And then when someone actually throws out like a critical question, he kind of looks around like, come on, man. Like, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, well, like, come on, Trump, come on, man. Trump, yeah. Trump went up there. Trump went up there every day to fight. And, and that, that is one area I give Donald, Donald, Donald Trump credit. He got up there. He fought. He said a lot of dumb shit. He said a lot of mm-hmm. stuff I didn't agree with. He used to mock handicap people. Whatever. I don't, well, I don't care. At least you know. Yeah. That was it. That was, I mean, that's one of the craziest clips of all time. It was. It was unbelievable. You know, and <laughs> insane to have a president do that. But and, it and completely offensive. Like even as a oh one thousand percent. Yeah. Even, even I was as offended. A, yeah. Like that was. Which is saying something. That was. That was pretty awful. And, and I still. <laughs> The the McCain thing, I like my 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 guys oh. that didn't get captured. I mean that. I mean, meanwhile he's 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 not doing well, another army because of bone spurs and shit. Yeah, it's it's yeah. an egregious thing to say, but yeah. that's that's what, that's Donnie T. What a pussy! But at the same time, he wasn't a pussy in that he would take the questions and he would he would fight, he would argue, he lived for it. And you know, none of these other guys do that, and and there are Republicans that fall in that category as well. But right now, the 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 people in power are Democrats, and they're not they're not facing the music. And, and, you know, it's as simple as a question to Biden is like, are you going to sit for the special counsel? Are you going to answer the questions? He won't even answer that question. Like, yeah, but what's the that? obvious yeah, answer exactly. to that is yes. Like, yeah, because I kind of have yep. to like mm-hmm. it should just be like, sure, I'll answer any question. Um, so th- real quick on the classified documents thing. What is ridiculous to me about this, and this applies to the to Trump as well in, in his case. But right now we're looking at what's going on. The fact that we're located in various in multiple locations. You know, in the fucking garage with Hunter running around, you know, using the next to his Corvette. The, yeah, next to the Corvette. He keeps the Corvette in the garage. Yep, make sure you, you know, know Hunter's taking the top secret cover page and using it to freaking snort yep. coke. Yeah. Just the lack of any kind of you know giving a shit when it comes to you know keeping any sort of classified document safe. But then to go through this whole thing and then every freaking quote, whether it's KJP or Biden himself. The president takes the handling of classified documents very seriously. It's like mm-hmm. obviously he fucking doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, we have enough. We have enough proof that just disproves that. So what, what's ridiculous. the next like, answer? Don't fucking lie about it. And here's the thing. And when I here, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Mike. Yep. 
So when I was in the military, I my last job, I worked for an admiral. And one of my jobs was to make sure that his classified documents were locked up in a safe and his hard drives were locked up in a safe every night. That was one of my jobs. This was a two-star admiral, which in the yeah. grand scheme of things, when it comes to the governments, you know, it's high up compared to, you know, an average to me, person in the but yeah, yeah, yeah. But for compared to like the president of the United States, it's, yep. you know, way, 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 way yep. down the ladder. It wasn't my only duty, but also I had someone else working with me who had to check my work when it came to making sure the stuff was locked up every night. Or if we had to travel with such documentation that it was you know, properly locked up, properly carried, all this kind of thing. You had to sign, sign in, sign out. Yeah. And this was and this wasn't even top secret stuff. This this was secret or confidential or classified. Whatever it was labeled. Yeah. Which is a lower rung. It's not a, it's not as big a deal. It's still stuff you don't want the CCP to be you know hanging out reading. Yeah. Um, but this wasn't, you know, trade secrets or, you know, where the nukes are, the codes or anything like that. The president of the United States, I guarantee you, has anywhere from three to 10 people on staff whose job it is to do to what make you sure did. that shit is accounted for. Right. Yeah. Like they had they had 10 people doing what I did, but nothing else like that's yeah. all they did yep. was handle this material. So whether it's a case of Trump or Pence or Biden or Kamala or anybody. But right now we're talking about where things are with Biden. The fact that this shit got out there and was in these random, you know, freaking stuck in the, you know, veggie draw of his fridge, basically, I, just ridiculous. I, and, and and part of the counter argument to that is, OK, well, he's the president. He's got or in the case in this case, he was the vice president, he had bigger things to deal with, bigger fish to fry, whatever. There's a saying in the military, you can delegate authority, but you can't delegate responsibility. Right. So if if I if you work for me, I can be like, Mike, I need you to go do this. Guess yeah. what? If you don't go do that, whose fault is it? Yeah, it's on me. It, no, it's on me. Oh, for, for could, delegating I, it to somebody else? Yeah, because I, I could delegate okay. the action. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if it if, but if, if it doesn't get up, done, understood, it's on you. Got yeah, you, got if, you, got if, you. If, if you, got if you, you got got hammered and put the freaking, you know, Area 51, you know, top secret, you know, schematics, you yeah. know, in, you know, in your freaking, you know, uh, Playboy, and you get, you know, come all over it like that's yeah yeah that's you might get in trouble but i'm the one that's you know actually gonna go to jail no understood and i think what you were gonna allude to uh in a little bit is i think it's the the, the kind of the perfect issue to show we're at po politically here in this country is as soon as it happens republicans are saying impeach impeach this guys you know a piece of shit um but then liberals are turning around saying okay it may happen but if it did happen it's not as bad as trump and both sides just get absolutely nowhere and it's it's just, it's just nauseating. It's one of those things where I just you know just kind of pay less attention. You know, nothing's going to change. Nothing will be done of it. Um, and right. I'm I'm under the, the mind uh, the mindset that uh, Joe Biden. I really do believe that he 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 cannot drive for Uber. He he's legitimately brain dead. He's R worded up. I think he's legitimately jacked up uh, on all types of stuff to go out there and like seem like he's semi normal. I don't think he's reading this material. I know that he's not making any serious decisions. You know, we found out this week with the uh, the balloon that we talked about earlier. I think he is just there to play a part. So I don't think that, you know, nothing, you know, anything's being missed when he's not reading his material. But I just think it just shows where we're at. It's just such a fucking stupid issue. Oh, oh it's not as bad as Trump. And then it's, it's just so dumb. It's, it's just, that's where we're at. Yeah, the, the whataboutism in both directions, no matter what the topic is, is exhausting. How is how is Trump still dictating like the narrative on both sides when the guy has no fucking platform? That's a great that's a great point, Mike. And I was actually going to bring that up because I saw. So I've mentioned uh, 
I mentioned my dad a couple times, who I, I love dearly. Yeah, he's a uh, left wing nut job, from what I've heard. Well, I, I, you know, I don't want to use those kind of words about my father. Scumbag, but... you said about him. Yeah, piece yeah. of shit, real low life. That's that's, that's, <laughs> what, I said. that's what I said about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dickhead. Uh, but what I will say is that uh, you know he, uh, part of it is that he's just so locked in with MSNBC, and like that's what he cares about. That's what mm-hmm. you know. Everything that that happens is based on you know, what, what he sees, what he gets from them. Yeah. Uh, and it just, that part drives me nuts. And I'll have, I'll have this argument with him about the media. And this is where I just kind of stopped because I'll say, dad, did you, did you look at any other sources? And he's like, I don't need to, because Fox is a bunch of, you know, crazy nuts. Yep, yep, and, yep. you know, as far as he's concerned, Newsmax and OAN don't even exist. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm like, fine. So, and Twitter's accessible, which I agree with. Yeah, um, right but there's still, but I, I look at, I look at all, I try to look at all the stuff. Um, and, and I think all of them bring up good points, you know, at times, but that's where you need to have this, you know, back and forth. And I, I wish things were a little bit more down the middle, but even the associated press these days, like you oh. look at some of the, the way that the, the way that they write, the, the way that even the way that they read headlines is crazy. When you go and yeah. read the story, you might dig a little bit more, but the headlines are, you know, headlines. Is, the average person is is going to be traveling for work and just looking at headlines. They they're not going to really read the story. Yeah, it's all subliminal. They know what they're doing. Um, I would say what the media is probably ninety percent left. All in all, when I say media, I mean your look from between your local paper to the big stations. I'm going to say it's ninety percent. And the sad thing is, all right, let's do this. I would say it's eighty percent left, ten percent. Actually, down the middle, and then ten percent right. I'd say that's probably pretty accurate, and that's bad. And if you, if you actually want to look at things down the middle, you have to go out of your way to do it. You're doing extra work. You're going way out of your way to to look at both sides. Ninety nine percent of people aren't doing that, yeah. so you're just reaffirming what you already thought. Yeah, I agree. Because what I want to be able to do, and I, and I get I get that it's boring to come on and kind of be like down the middle, but it's also it's how most people actually are. But it's not how it manifests itself in the media these days. Um, so real quick, uh, to circle back <laughs> to Jen Psaki, circle Jenny, back. Yep, nice ass. Um, we, <laughs> two circles. <laughs> the uh, I brought up the Biden thing and my dad, because uh, why did I bring that up? He's a scumbag. <laughs> Sorry, I, I actually bought <laughs> What was the topic? <laughs> what was the topic before that? I'm looking up Jen Psaki hot. Nothing came up. Right, look so, this, this, so Danny's World episode one has officially gone off the rails here. No, um, we're good. We're good. Oh, but I hot. think no, I actually was going to make a decent point. I think for for a change. Oh. Um, classified and classified. We're going to cut this part out, right? No, standing. This is my favorite right. part. This this is like Shattuck trying to log into the Patreon for half an hour. Oh, when he was trying to when he was done, he, he's crying. He's like, right, how do I exit okay. out? No, no, it was the, the the one the next day when he was like trying to get. Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. I have not, I have oh, not heard that it's yet. worth that's worth listening to. There's about twenty minutes in there where he's trying to tr- chat with the Patreon people that are online. And you Alice know what confuses me about Chadwick's show is he takes these those messages are all like pre recorded, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I I call in quite often. Timmy Canton does. Well, it's uh, weird because he's like Justin they'll be like uh, toast. Like they're like, hey Tom, they're like, hey, what's going on? And then he'll be they'll be like. Uh, I was just wondering, like, you know, what did you eat for dinner? He's like, well, funny you ask. It's just like he talks to them <laughs> like they're live, and it confuses the fuck out of me. Uh, no, because he, he does. He, he'll he he'll pause them and interact with them. It's but they're not enough. live. 
No, it's a it's a okay, it's a recorded, good. Okay, it's, that, that like, confused me. Oh, it's not even it's not even a phone line. It's uh it's called so it's called the Chelsea Hire Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce uh, Chat Chat. <laughs> uh, and so you go you go to their you go to their link tree and you can actually you hit a button you record it on your phone you submit it. Do you um, think it's weird was, that he's pretending that it's like live? I no, because like he it. he did it during his breakdown episode where he's like crying and stuff. And oh yeah, because like, oh, I left one. Well, because I, I left one from an airplane bathroom. He's like, "Hey, Danny, what's going on?" And I'm like, "I'm up here on flight 888. If anything yeah, goes, if anything uh, happens, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's it's working. I, don't know. For him. I just think it's, it's super it's, weird. No, it's completely cheesy, but I like it. You know, and basically, Tina Cannon and I just leave messages for each other on there. It's you mm-hmm. know, uh, it's well, it's not for everyone. You know, that's fine. Uh, oh God, we're so we're way off topic. What the fuck was I going to say before? Your, your dad being a douchebag. Let's get back to that. <laughs> See, I gotta stop saying that because I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just priming the Montante pump. Yeah, um, I hate your father. Never met him. I, think, I actually don't mean that. I actually don't mean that. But God. he would. The funny I'm, thing I'm is, I'm talking he, myself into hating him. See, he would actually. You actually, you guys actually probably have a good time because he he'd argue with you, and you got you could you could you could spin him up a little bit. See, I can't anymore because like he knows like what I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah, he raised you. Yeah, exactly. So, which you know, says a lot about both of us. Again. Good job. Yeah. Um, so, if you're if you're gonna if you if you met him, you, you you guys would actually probably you'd have a few pops and, and have a good time. Um, Usually, how that goes. So, so what, what are we uh, end on here? You're you're, here? you're you're I'm watching you uh, power down here. You're uh, you're getting a little sleepy. Your your brain's turning off. So there's a new study out. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> regarding uh, so, do you ever have trouble uh, sleeping? Always. So what do you do to, to, other than masturbate, what do you do to, to fall asleep? Melatonin. Melatonin helps me fall asleep quick, but I, I do not have smooth sleep. I'll wake up every two hours. I get weird dreams, but it'll help me fall you, asleep. Do you have to pee a lot? No, I have a great bladder. Now, you One know, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to mix melatonin and, and uh, alcohol. Do you know that? I, I, don't, I don't believe by that. I don't, right. I don't, I don't you, play you, ball. You like probably, you, your, your liver is freaking, uh, we, we mix it all. We, we mix it all here. <laughs> Your your liver deserves a freaking MVP award. Hey, we took five days um, off for uh, two months ago because of COVID. Two months ago, great, congrats. During <laughs> yeah. co- during COVID, when your liver and kidneys kidneys were working yep. overtime to try to filter out all the other shit. Correct. So uh, scientists are saying that the four seven eight breathing exercise is a great way to reduce anxiety. Um, so basically, you take a deep breath for a four count, you hold it for a seven count, and then you exhale through your mouth for an eight count. Uh, so it's actually based on an old uh, ancient tradition uh, that helped people. Really ancient to who? Ancient? What are you doing right now? Ancient to who? <laughs> it was the the Aztecs, or maybe the. <laughs> what Incas. the fuck are you talking <laughs> well, about? Well, think about it, Mike. So, Mike, you ever think about like people in like the year like two thousand BC? Like, what do they what do they do at all? Like, how do they how do they exist? Probably did what I did. You masturbate. You. Get through life and read. Just, do you think they had? Well, yeah. Do you think they had masturbation back then? Oh, one thousand percent. And they use the best tool. You don't need porn. You use the you use the memory. All right, well, Where are you going with this? I, I'm intrigued. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, I want to stay on this topic. I, I was going to talk more. About the, I was, the two six I was, seven method. I was going to talk more about your sleeping habits. Okay, go ahead. All right. So melatonin. But so have you ever have you ever tried anything else? Uh weed gummies. See, I thought you weren't a weed guy, though. I'm not. I like the gummies. I'm not a. If I yeah. if like put it this way, the way I am, if my neighbor like moved in and he like sold weed, I'd be smoking weed daily. I just 
I don't go out of my way to get it. That's so fair. if it's offered to me, I'll, I'll do it. So I will say I, I uh, I'm the same way. I, I like uh, a little edible here and there. Um, I found this one company and and they're not a sponsor, so no free ads, but uh, Betty's Eddie's. And they're actually specifically designed to put you to sleep. So it's only like five milligrams or something like that. It's small. Like the, the guys in the WeChat, which for some reason I'm in, uh, would laugh at that. But uh, it's enough that you don't even necessarily start. You don't really feel the high. It just kind of puts you out. I'm not now, looking forward s- to a Jay May- Jay's mayhem responding to this. Like he's a doctor. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, it doesn't have enough terps in it. And, he's know, the worst, shit. man. He, he's a bad uh, advocate you know. for uh, legalizing weed. Did you hear him calling the show? Yeah, I was I was in the show. I heard the voice. Oh, that's right. You were there that day. And yeah. I was like, oh, God. And well, that's right. Go for a little bit. Your reaction was great. You're like, oh. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. Yeah, he's the absolute worst to ever do it. It was one of the worst calls of all time, but one of the best calls that he's ever made. Yeah, which is something. Um, but what I found is if you, I take one of those, like, say I go to bed at like, what time do you go to bed? Like, actually. Like, during the week. If you actually have to get up and go to work the next Good day. Good call. Like you, really, uh, you really work. You work on very little sleep, though, don't you? Yeah, I would say hmm, I could give you a rundown. Monday, we're mm-hmm. coming off a, a, a weekend. If there's Monday Night Football, I'm going to bed at 1.30. No Monday Night Football, we're going to bed around 10 or 11. Tuesday to Wednesday are like my recovery you days. Get up, you, don't you get up at like 5? Yeah. Tuesday to Wednesday, we're going to bed at 9. Those are the days oh, okay. where, you, where you get okay. right. So you Thursday, do early... Thursday to Sunday is just a straight fucking four days just booze just yeah. getting after it so those days are yeah those days are late days but yeah whether if i fall asleep at nine o'clock or i fall asleep at 2 a.m i'm waking up at five i can't i can't there's nothing that can be done about it what i found with these gummies is if i so i my wife goes to bed at 9 30 because she has to get up at five and go to the hospital no because she works there she doesn't actually have to go to the yeah, hospital. yeah yeah yeah. I, I i assume that uh, that'd be kind of weird uh, yeah <laughs> and so I try to go to bed when she does during the week if I can, but usually I can't because I just have other shit going on. I'm awake or I'm watching the news or doing whatever. Um, but if so, if I take one of these at like 9 30 and then go to bed at say 10, I'm out, but then I'm awake at three. Yeah. And the, the trick for me is, yeah, that well, and I've actually found the same with melatonin. So I'll go to sleep, but then I'll wake up at three and I'm, I'm up. Or I'm awake, and the question is: Do does my mind start racing enough, or then I'm just I'm awake, or can I get back to sleep again? It's about 50-50. Most of the you know, yeah, I, the time I can I, get back down, and then I start thinking about that. Then then, then I'm definitely up. Yeah, and then once the, once that you know stupid brain starts moving around, it's you know you just kind of up and you think about stuff and you, you start. The worst thing is too, if like you wake up, you check your phone, see what time it is, and then if someone texts you, now you have to like read something and like think about it. Then you're dead. Then you're up. Was was that a shot at me? No, no, no. I'm just saying anybody, anybody, because then you're like actually thinking about something. I also don't text you at four in the morning. True, but if I, if it's a Tuesday or Wednesday and I'm asleep by nine thirty, I get a lot of texts in the middle of the night that that'll wake no, me up. That's fair. That's fair. I also think, but people also probably like expect you to stay up late. Like I think they think yeah, because you're, you're up late five out of or... five out of seven times they'd be they'd be correct. But yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday are like my uh, my come down days. <laughs> Come down. Perfect. All right, let's let's end Danny's world here. I don't know. You're, whoa, you're, whoa, you're whoa! Hey, I'm the host here. I'm the host here. I'll I'll take care True, of that. Fair, fair. Um, well, last question about sleep, though. So, do you do you listen to like podcasts or headphones or anything while you're going to sleep? No, absolutely not. Only in my car. 
That's my thing. I need to have something going. I need something like in my ear. I put my AirPods in. I usually listen to Montante's world and I'm out like a light. Well, that's usually it's usually how a lot of people do. No, I I have my um I can't fall asleep if my air conditioning's not on. I love the sound of a good AC. Okay. So you need some like white noise and you like it cool, need it. right? Yeah. You sleep naked, correct? Oh, of course. Who doesn't? I don't. That's insane. You're not you an, any, an adult. I mean, no you're one not an adult sleep. male if you don't sleep naked. Oh, that's completely wrong. No one, hey, no one wants. Not to only that. do I sleep naked, I'll walk around. I'll, uh, the next morning, I'll feed the animals naked. I'm, I'm nude. I'm a nudist over here. I'll, I'll, I'll be. I'm naked half the day. Well, but you have famously large balls. Humongous. So probably, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll flaunt those bad boys. Show that off. Yeah, absolutely. But, I, the fact that people like sleep with clothes is insane to me. Oh, I have to. Have, I mean, I it's underwear and a shirt but because yeah, your yeah. kids. Like your kids walking? No, I just, I'm uncomfortable naked. What? I, I have body issues and just, you know, it also just. So do I. I just ignore them. I, that's, I guess, a different issue. I'm curious then. I'd actually be curious to see, like, what, what about a male? To I see thought what it was I like unanimous. Like well, no. I have an idea. I, I thought it was like, you know, I swear to God, I really think it was unanimous that adults just sleep naked. But I, I, when I tweeted that out, I guess it's not. Adult Adult men. Yes, I don't think I don't think any women sleep, sleep naked, do they? No, probably not. Maybe some. What? No, about? it's it's rare. Even if I'm bottomless, I still have a shirt on. If you're bottomless, <laughs> that sounds so weird. That was the gayest thing I've ever heard. It doesn't really make sense, but it's so gay. What well, episode episode one of Danny's World is uh, is extra gay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. So last last story here. Uh, MRI. Well, how do I Google this? Amount of males. How do you Google that sleep it? naked? So I don't know. Help. I don't know how to look Google? this up. Yeah, I, I said amount of males that sleep naked. I mean, uh, in one recent survey, not many Americans are taking advantage of the benefits. You of send sleeping out a survey in the, buff. in the in the national survey of 3,700 3, men and women. Only eight percent. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Only eight yeah. percent sleep naked. I would have said twelve, but sure. And then seventy four using jammies. I don't know about that. Man. Well, jam- that's well, crazy. What are jammies? I mean, like like the that's... freaking flannel Maybe, with the hat on. I, I like think your... some. I think I think actually, I'm wearing. I got jammies on right now. Um, I think yeah, because so some you're gonna take might... all everything you're wearing, including that stupid hat. You're gonna take all that yeah. off and then go to bed. Oh, oh, one thousand percent. What does Alex think about that? Your fucking balls, you know, flopping around the the bed. That sounds awful. Jesus. She's she's fine with it. She's uh, man, she, she's yeah. a saint, man. You gotta you gotta she's lock got, that shit up. I know we were talking about that earlier. I think it's, let's get I mean, let's I, get that I'm, let's get those. I, I I got a diamond guy if you need one. Oh uh, yeah, Adam in Jersey. Jesus. Way to way to dox him. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh, a little, little Jewish joke. All right. Well. All right, so MRIs show racism and poverty may alter the brain development of black children. What? (laughs) Was that a joke or was that a real headline? No, that was the last headline. So black children living in poverty face increased instances of stress and trauma that can alter their brain development. Uh, A study was published this week. Uh, They, uh, Harvard University examined MRI scans of 7,350 white, 1,786 black children ages 9 and 10. They found that increased stressors like economic hardship and systemic ra- systemic racism play a significant role for black children. Oh, my God. And can lead to the development of mental health issues as they age. 
they quoted uh, Dr. Michael Montante, who said this is complete bullshit. <laughs> Yep. Um, and then that, that it's a byproduct of toxic stress. Uh, so what do you think about that? That's insane. So are, are the, are the white kids out there? No, oh, white kids are fine. Yeah, like, they're, yeah, no, they're fine. It's just are the these kids. like, are these like rich white kids? Like that makes, I think if you come from poverty, it doesn't matter what color you are. You're going to have the same fucking stress and have the same sleep schedule. Like, what is that? They're, they're, this is just a reach right here. This is so over the top and what's wrong with this world. Say what's really driving any differences are the sort of disproportion disproportionate burden of life experiences that people have. That's crazy. And what was this published? Uh, this would be the uh, Cable News Network. Oh, okay. so not, not, a, not a real thing. That's still uh, nuts. That's still re- nuts, though. Related though, uh, Ohio's education department is investigating uh, white supremacy being a uh, a major issue in homeschooling. What the fuck is that? Uh, I hate I everybody. Know. That's so All stupid. Right. Well, everybody, Michael, thanks for coming on here to the first episode of Danny's World. I uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for letting me take over your stream here for a night. I uh, really enjoyed it. I thought we uh, covered a lot of issues and, and helped to kind of bring the world together. Uh, definitely move mountains and uh, God bless America. Any uh, final words? No, I think you said it perfectly. All right. Thank you, Michael. Everybody, we'll talk to you next time on Danny's World. Join the group, but I just wouldn't leave Johnny. I, and I don't look good in leather. <laughs>